Blog Talk Radio. It's that time, America. Your very own nationally award-winning family radio talk show. Let's Talk America with host Shayla Thornton is set to air now. We feature the trending news stories, the timely interviews you want to hear, and the hottest music in the industry. This show truly is news talk for everyone. Let others know right now that you're tuned in to quality news talk that matters. You're listening to Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thornton. The broadcast begins now, now, now. Hello, and welcome to a very special Sunday broadcast of your national award-winning news talk program, Let's Talk America, with host Shana Thornton. Of course, I am Shana, and I'm very honored that you are joining us tonight for this special programming. Now, tonight, on this Sunday, we are spotlighting presidential politics. Now, we recognize that you are very busy, and there has been a lot going on in the news lately pertaining to presidential politics. We will attempt to decipher the latest news with a leading political scientist tonight, the one and only Dr. William Boone, who has observed and studied multiple U.S. presidencies, will join us tonight for a brief and exclusive interview focusing on news coming out of the White House. Now, before we get to that, we have a little to offer before. Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton Radio has planned out one phenomenal year of programming for you. Now, I hope you are doing well so far. If not, we have a lot more days to go in 2017. Let's Talk America with your host Shana Thornton Radio Show has had the amazing opportunity to be on air for three years. And we aim to keep you informed in a very objective, professional, and quality approach. Now, our programming is literally for every single member of your household, regardless of age or generation. Over the past three years since we have been on air, we have covered topics pertaining to health, law, politics, education, business, finance, music, pop culture, and so much more. And tonight, exclusively, we will be focusing on presidential politics in 2017. Right now, before we kick the broadcast off officially, I would ask that you please hashtag LTA Radio. Use the hashtag LTA Radio, all caps or lowercase, and let others know that you are tuned in right now. If you're listening to my voice live on this Sunday, January the 29th, 2017, or you've gone back and you're listening to the Replay podcast, please still use LTA Radio. Again, LTA Radio. Use us on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Pinterest, Google+, the famous Facebook. You name it, we're out there. And when you use our hashtag, it allows us to easily find you. And we do follow back. Also, check out our newly designed website, LTA Radio, ltaradio.com, and there you can find so much more information about the show and our future programming, and it also allows you to provide feedback. Again, that website is ltaradio.com. Well, everyone, we are set to kick it off. It is a brief, exclusive, special broadcast tonight on this Sunday. We will continue to share our signature in the news, and of course, that's our exclusive segment where we highlight the trending news of the hour, and it's already been a very busy Sunday. 
Sunday for all of us, and exactly when we're talking about the trending news. Well, everyone stay with us. You know we love great talk, timely news, and also phenomenal music. And tonight I'm so excited to present the music of the one and only Atlanta-based vocalist Kazia Alford. This new single is very uh, appealing, and you're going to love it, okay? So right now, please message all of your family, friends, colleagues, even your next-door neighbor, and let them know that Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton is broadcasting now. It's a special exclusive programming tonight on Sunday, January the 29th, 2017. And you know what? Sometimes you've got to break your habit of just broadcasting on Tuesday nights. When the news calls for you to present a special segment, you certainly do it. And tonight we are putting the spotlight again on presidential politics and 2017. You deserve to stay informed in a very objective and professional manner. And LTA Radio does just that. Well, everyone, we're set to kick it off at this very brief program. LTA Radio is on now. We offer news, talk, and music. Hi, this is Shirley, and we just love listening to Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton. Hi, my name is Kavarga, and I listen to Let's Talk America. Hi, my name is Nicole Dodd, and I'm tuning in every Tuesday at 7.30 to Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton. This is Audrey, and I'm listening to Let's Talk America with Shana Thornton. This is such an awesome show. If you're not connected, you really need to be. This is Atlanta-based gospel singer Davina Williams. You can find me at www.davinawilliams.wix.com slash gospel singer. And you are listening to Let's Talk America with host Shane Thornton. Welcome back, everyone. Of course, with every program, I would like to thank our national sponsors and partners. Your support truly is priceless. Now, if you're with a nonprofit or for-profit organization and you're looking for innovative ways to collaborate with a national award-winning radio program, certainly send Let's Talk America Radio a quick email. The best way to reach us is send us an email at admin at ltaradio.com. Again, send us a quick message over email at admin at ltaradio.com. And one of our team members will certainly connect with you. Now, of course, I'd be remiss if I did not thank our weekly dedicated listeners. Your support means everything. Not only do you tune in live, but often you have the opportunity to go back and listen to the podcast at your convenience. And of course, you can find our replay podcast out there on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Sound cloud or tune in or many other outlets. So stay with LTA Radio. We certainly appreciate it and continue to tell all of your family, friends, and colleagues about our quality and objective programming. Well, everyone, it is now time for our signature in the news, and this is where we highlight the top trending news of the hour. Just a friendly housekeeping note, Let's Talk America Radio has collaborated with the one and only SCB TV Channel 182 News out of Georgia on the Charter Cable Network, okay? There you can watch our televised editions of In the News. Now, if you're thinking, I live in San Jose, California, I'm not in Georgia, no worries, okay? You can certainly catch us online. Visit LTARadio.com. Visit LTARadio.com. Simply click on the Vimeo link and you can watch all of the streaming for our televised edition of In the News. Well, we're set to kick it off for this special broadcast on this Sunday, January the 29th, 2017. In the News. U.S. 45th President Donald Trump's ban on immigration by citizens from seven Muslim-majority countries hit a temporary roadblock this past Saturday night. A U.S. district judge in Brooklyn granted an emergency stay sought by immigrants' rights lawyers and advocates. 
The federal judge's ruling applies to those who've already arrived in the United States and those who are en route and who hold valid visas. Now, this decision halts part of the president's recent executive order, which bars citizens from those seven countries for at least the next 90 days. Now, in response to the recent executive order, Iran says U.S. citizens are no longer welcome in the Middle Eastern country. Protests erupted at some U.S. airports and participants expressed dismay with the president's recent actions on immigration. And finally, in the news, a shocking lawsuit filed this past Friday by a Baylor University graduate alleges 31 Baylor football players committed 52 acts of rape between 2011 and 2014. The total does include five alleged gang rapes. According to the reports, the suit claims at least two of those gang rapes were committed by 10 or more players at once. Now, the plaintiff, referred to as Elizabeth Doe in court documents, is suing the university for Title IX violations and negligence in connection with an alleged gang rape by several football players. The plaintiff in suit, Doe, was a former member of the Baylor Bruin Recruiting Hostess Program. Well, everyone, we will keep you informed of details of this specific situation as they emerge. Well, Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton Radio aims to keep you informed. Now, you can join us on any of the social media outlets, but if you're a news junkie or you simply like to stay informed, join us on Twitter. Our handle on Twitter is SS Thornton. Our handle on Twitter is S-S-T-H-O-R-N-T-O-N. We share trending news stories 24 hours a day. Speaking of news stories, tonight on this special Sunday broadcast, we will highlight recent political news coming straight from the White House. That's right. There's been a lot of focus on U.S. President Trump's executive orders. What exactly do they mean? Do they hold any power? I'm so honored to have leading political scientist Dr. William Boone join us again on the program. He is going to break all of this down and more. Get your questions ready, okay, because he is providing information that will certainly enlighten. You are listening to your national award-winning news. Talk program. Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thornton. We continue to keep you informed with news, talk, and music. I'm Angela from the Atlanta metro area, and I listen to Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thornton. My name is Shayna. I'm four years old, and I listen to Let's Talk America. Bold Favorite Magazine is the leadership lifestyle magazine highlighting bold people, organizations, and causes that inspire us to live fearlessly. Feature your business to our email list of 250,000 people all over the globe and on our engaged social media platforms. Bold Favorite prides itself on pairing your business with empowering articles and profiles to ensure you are seen and appreciated by people who want to support you. And bonus, advertise with us to feature your product on television programs produced by our parent company at no additional cost. Visit BoldFavorMagazine.com or call 866-611-3753 to get started today. The future favors the bold. Be fearless. Welcome back, listeners, to your national award-winning family news talk program, Let's Talk America. Now, of course, here on the program, each and every week, we put the spotlight on those issues and topics that concern you. And what matters more than politics? It may not be a word you like, but it does affect you and impact you, of course, government and policy. And right now, we are so excited and honored to have back on the show a friend, and he's also a regular of the show, the one and only Dr. William Boone. He is a political scientist, and he's also on the teaching staff as a professor at Clark Atlanta University. University based out of Atlanta, Georgia. Welcome, Dr. Boone, back to the program. Thanks for the invite. How are you doing? 
I am well tonight. Now, as you know, you've joined us in the midst of all of the political drama that went on before we even cast our official votes, even before we cast a lot of votes for the primaries throughout the states. You are back on the 45th U.S. President has taken his office, his oath of office, on Friday, January the 20th, 2017. Of course, I'm speaking of President Donald Trump. There's been a lot in the news lately surrounding him and his team. First, let's go to the big ceremony of the swearing-in, the inauguration. As you know, Nielsen Ratings has pointed out 31 million people, that's a whopping number, have witnessed him um, from television taking the oath of office and other things surrounding the inauguration. Now, the dispute, as you know, comes in with who actually attended the inauguration and those ceremonies, and with uh, many crowd scientists and photographers disputing the White House claim um, that it was the most highly attended inauguration period. As you know, Press Secretary Sean Spicer made that point in front of um, a group of journalists, and he refused to take questions immediately following that statement. He did provide uh, data that he and the White House said proved that. Now, uh, as far as the press is concerned, we know there's an ongoing battle with the White House, uh, Donald Trump's presidency and his team, and the mainstream media, and also a lot of independent uh, media sources as well. Uh, What do you make of all of this, the dispute over who attended, Uh, and does it matter? Well, it, it, it only matters to Donald Trump's ego, I'll be quite frank with you, because what Trump is attempting to say, well, two things. Number one, to, to indicate or to infer or to even state factually that his crowds were smaller than previous presidents, particularly Barack Obama's, uh, and to hook that up with the whole question of whether or not Trump is a legitimate president all feeds into... Trump's idea that he won by a mandate, he has a mandate to go forward, and therefore he has to keep feeding that. So we're operating on a good many levels here, Shana. One has to do with Donald Trump's ego, and all that feeds into the whole business about the legitimacy of his presidency and the support that he thinks he has from, from, the, from the American people in terms of a mandate. But in the real world, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it only matters in those contexts. Wow. And I want to talk about what this point brings up in terms of the relationship with the media. As you know, it's been a very uh, traumatic one between uh, the mainstream media, independent media sources, and President Donald Trump. Just recently, less than uh, a week ago, he said uh, that members of the press were very nasty. They were very distrusting. Do you think this approach, for whatever it's worth from him and his team, do you think it's going to work with the American people that he's building a distrust or wall between the media and the public? Yeah, you know, you got to hold in mind there's always this a, 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 a large, well, significant strand within the American uh, public anyway about distrusting media uh, and, and distrusting journalists and distrusting any sort of institutions. But what Trump is doing is playing into that, but it's very, very dangerous. And it becomes even more dangerous if the press is chilled by that. It's some kind of chilling effect on the press, and the press begins to pull back on questioning the veracity and the truthfulness of things that come out of this administration, that to me is going to be a danger. Uh, and I, I can see, and I, and I hope that does not happen. Uh, the press has to continue to press Trump because, quite frankly, anyone who comes out and talks about alternate facts, alternative facts, I mean, that gives you an idea right there uh, that they are prepared to fabricate and to create what they consider to be facts around a narrative that they want to go out to the public. And think about it in terms of what is happening inside the administration itself at the moment. 
there has been a consistent and systematic effort, methodical as that matter, to go into agencies and begin to tell agencies that what they put out must first either be cleared or they have to stop putting out and no uh, no social media contacts. All of these things are sending sending a message about what they want to send out to the public and how they want the public to view the Trump administration. And they want the public to believe that what comes out of the Trump administration is correct and what comes from you guys in the media is biased and correct and liberal-leaning. You know, you bring up some very uh, valid points that people uh, feel. Out and about, I hear people uh, say praise for the press, and I saw praise or individuals make high criticism of Mm -hmm. the press. But I will say this as a reporter, um, and you tell me if you agree as a political scientist who's seen a lot of different presidencies, the intent of the press, the intent of media, and real quality journalism is to bring a balance, correct? So when you're getting truthful investigations, that you're getting real questions that are going to be asked, and not softball questions, because after all, uh, if you're a leader of anything, be it your city council, be it county council commission, or the White House, the highest position in the United States of America, don't you deserve to give individuals, the Americans, the citizens who voted for you, or the ones who did not vote for you, don't they deserve answers? They really do deserve answers. They deserve truthful answers, as a matter of fact. And they deserve the press that's prepared to put those answers out there. They deserve a press, it seems to me, that certainly, as you say, Shana, should try to be as balanced as possible. But in an attempt to be balanced, they have to be truthful, and they have to put those hard questions to public officials. They're obligated to do that, because without that, what they're going to get is a narrative put out by the public official. In this particular instance, the President of the United States, that that in many instances runs counter to, to, to what the facts are. I mean, how does that old song go, the old blues song, who you going to believe, me or your lying, or your, or your lying eyes? <laughs> <laughs> and I think Richard Pryor did a, a joke or piece on that before as well uh, in the 1970s. Let's move into some policy by President Trump, of course, now a 45th U.S. president. Now, as you know, he signed several executive orders. The most recent one that's been trending very much is he issued an executive order recently to speed construction on this uh, wall, this concept of a wall built along uh, for, to keep us from Mexico or from Mexico coming into the United States. Now, you know because of this there has been a potential threat of the Mexican president canceling his trip, although recently a representative said that's no such thing is going to happen. How does this play into those who supported Trump and those who did not support Trump? Well, it plays real well for those who supported Trump because he's now delivering on another one of his campaign promises. And interestingly enough, I think some have had forgotten during the course of that uh, campaign that there is a law uh, enacted during the Bush administration that indeed uh, uh, gives, gives a foundation, a legal foundation, for building a wall uh, between this country and Mexico. The problem with that, of course, is where you can get the money from. It costs about $5 million per mile, and that's on pretty level terrain. Uh, you're going to build a wall. But, but, but I think your question is broader than that, because what that wall does, that wall sends a signal to the Mexicans, the Mexican government and Mexican people about how America feels about them and the kind of relationship they want to build. Uh, the, the Mexican president, um, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting that he is going to uh, come because in, in a way when Trump continues to argue that the Mexicans will, find, will, be, will pay for the wall at the end of the day, that seems to be a rather insulting thing to say to the Mexican people who is represented by their president who will be here in a few days to talk with Trump. And it'll be interesting to see what it is they're going to talk about. 
I mean, certainly this whole business about the wall, uh, not not to be, not to be pundy, but it stands as a barrier between any kind of good relationships. And many of us recall the meeting uh, that President, now President, yes. Donald Trump had when he was a uh, candidate for candidate. the U.S. president. Yes, where he met with the president and they were standing on the stage. And uh, what really is a memorable photo now, and now he is president of the United States. So it will be interesting to see how that will play out. Now, I want to move into another trending topic. Chicago and its violence. Now, he just told ABC News that he wants to Chicago to fix the violence problem. Your thoughts? Yeah, we're talking about Chicago in terms of uh, President Trump indicating that he wants to send, uh, send, 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 send uh, federal troops in. Now, there are, there, are, there are things around that. Of course, that's usually what, what, what really would prompt that uh, short of an actual war would be the governor asking for such and uh, being permitted <laughs> And I'm not sure, but but I, I think what we what we talk about, Shane, in terms of the Chicago piece, and what we're talking about in terms of other executive orders that uh, President Trump has enacted, those that have to do with the Affordable Health Care Act, that is, A.K.A. Obamacare, all seem to be directed at trying to erase in the presence of the last eight years, that is, the Obama administration. It seems to be a concerted effort to try to do that. One looks at what kinds of things are happening in terms of the executive orders that have to do probably are coming forward in terms of the environment. All of these were major efforts by the previous administration, and the Trump administration has attempted to wipe all of that out. Certainly uh, that plays to a good many inside the Republican Party who are in the Congress, as a matter of fact, who oppose these particular things. And they were done by executive order by President Obama because he could not get them through Congress. And now Trump can come along and just obliterate them with the stroke of a pen. And the thing about Chicago, it's also a sort of a slight at President Trump, whose home base is Chicago. Wow. I want to talk about a little more about legacy. You brought up legacy of Barack Obama, President Barack Obama. Let's talk about the legacy of another person, uh, perhaps perhaps the fierce competitor of President Trump. That would be Hillary Clinton, okay? Uh, when we talk about the votes or the reports, they're saying that she had uh, over three and a half million votes over him, around three million, right. if you will. Now, he has disputed that from day one, saying that he uh, believes he won the popular vote and the electoral vote. Now, we know it's certified that he won the electoral college vote, right. but as far as the popular vote, that's in much dispute, okay? Not dispute from those that are in authority of the election commission, but he is disputing it. In <laughs> fact, he just recently announced on ABC News a few days ago that he will actually be uh, asking that there be some sort of investigation into voter fraud. Uh, how legitimate is this, and where can this go? Once again, I think, you know, once again what we're talking about here is an individual who who's seeking in his seeking to get a mandate in some way, and for for Clinton to have won three and a half, well, almost three million votes beyond his votes in the popular vote, sort of undermines that whole idea that he has a mandate from the American people to move forward on those campaign strategies. One more element of the ego, but also in terms of trying to form an artificial mandate. Uh, and we talk about voter fraud, certainly. Uh, there are fraud, fraudulent things that happen in voting across the country, but not on a massive scale. And, and I think Trump and his people should be very, very careful because, remember, if you begin to investigate voter fraud, you investigate not only those folk who voted allegedly fraudulently for Hillary Clinton, but you're going to 
look at the votes cast for uh, Trump as well. So it's, it's rather a two-way street. And then you have to think about the fact that in a good many of these states, the governors, in fact, the majority of governors in the country are Republican governors. So okay. you're talking about looking at their states. So he has to be very careful about them. He and his people should rethink these things and act on this kind of impulse thing uh, about trying to investigate this. They're, they're, if you're really interested in, in, in reforming the national vote, you should, there are things you can do, but certainly not in some sort of massive investigation of fraud, which, which no governor has admitted to thus far, no local elected officials admitted to. In a few cases they've had, they've been resolved. Sometimes they're usually mixed up at the precinct level, and sometimes they have mixed up in terms of the workers at the precinct. Uh, so this voter fraud thing has been out there by, for a long time by Republicans, but they've never, ever been able to prove any kind of massive fraud going on in, in national elections. You know, I have to ask you about the Women's March on Washington that recently occurred. As you know, um, they're saying it was about a million women and men, and a lot of men did participate as well, um, and after in honor of this mission that was out there. Now, many saw this as a stand against uh, the 45th U.S. President, Donald Trump. Uh, he uh, sent some tweets out as well. Some were, uh, it seemed to be neutral, and some as if to say uh, there just was a, an election, and, you know, they should, the ones who participated, I guess, should have uh, took a stand then with voting. Where do you see this women's uh, movement going, or if anywhere? Yeah, you know, that's, 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 that's going to be interesting because here you have these, these, this women's vote across, you know, in, at, in D.C. On, on that day, and also across the country as well, which is very interesting in some international spots as well. But get to your question, you're quite right. Where does it go from here? Does it, do they go back to their home communities, their states and their cities, and continue organizing around these questions? Because you're right, because I, because I agree with you. There was some sort of mixed signals being given about the, by participants and even by some of the leaders of, of this particular Women's March in terms of why they were marching. A good, someone centered the idea on the fact that we just want marching in order to protect women's rights, right? And this is just an extension of what we always wanted to do. We're not necessarily vote, mar- marching against Donald Trump, this president, but we're talking about preserving women's rights. And I, and I think that all feeds into the same thing, but just stated in different ways. But the key here is what do you do now that you've left D.C. and demonstrate the strength? But, 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 at, but, but at another level, it also sends a message to the Trump people that indeed there are millions of people out there who are opposed to what he's proposing to do in particular areas. And for women, it certainly has to do with the ACA or the Affordable Health Care Act in terms of uh, reducing the benefits of that act, especially for women of low income and even women of moderate income uh, in terms of, um, uh, in terms of uh, reproduction rights and this kind of thing. So all of those questions out there. And, and, and I'm waiting to see what they do. I'm waiting to see whether or not they come back to cities across the country and say, look, this is what we have to do. And that's going to show in a, less than 18 months, right? Because in two years we have another set of elections for the U.S. Congress, and we're going to find out whether or not these people are serious about continuing to organize because it's at that level that they're going to have the most impact that is impact in terms of changing some of the or fighting against some of the policies that the Trump administration is going to put forward. 
we will certainly see where this uh, women's movement goes next. And again, it just didn't take place here in the U.S., as you know, Dr. Boone and our listeners. It was worldwide, Europe and also in Africa. Before you leave us, we have to touch on the fact of the word of divisiveness. You know, we know it was a very divisive political season when during the primaries, right? We knew it was right up until November the 8th. It continues to be, even though he's sworn in now as the U.S. 45th president. I don't need to tell you and those listening, regardless if you're in support of President Trump or not, there are hashtags out there. They're not very flattering. Uh, one in particular is a hashtag, not my president, okay? Uh, there have been many singers, uh, entertainers, actors who've come under fire by others for being in support of him or participating with the inauguration ceremonies. Why is this president seemingly so divisive? And I do want to point out, we do know President Barack Obama, our 41st president, certainly had naysayers, certainly had those who did not like him. But it seems like even now, even after taking the oath of office a few Fridays ago, individuals continue to be so irate about this president. Do you think people are being unfair to him? You know, that whole idea will give him a chance. I think that's something that people can do, but I think you have to be very careful about that. Because what Donald Trump said during the run-up to the election, he said very specifically, organized around trying to split and use web... Thank you for joining us on this very special Sunday broadcast of your national award-winning news talk program, Let's Talk America, with host Shana Thornton Radio. Well, we will continue to keep you informed. We will have Dr. William Boone back on the program very soon as we continue to highlight all of the political news coming from the White House and also Congress, okay? And we will also continue to put the spotlight on some local and regional political news for you. There certainly are lots of radio programming out there, but we stand apart because we continue to seek those advocates, those spokespersons, those experts that offer their perspective on the news, and we continue to provide a very balanced platform here on Let's Talk America radio show. Please continue to tell everyone about our programming and let them know that we will be back on this Tuesday night, so you want to join us, okay? Continue to use the hashtag LTA radio. Do visit www.ltaradio.com for more information about our upcoming show segment and guests. Well, everyone, we love timely news, great conversation like we did tonight with the one and only Dr. Boone, and we also adore phenomenal music. And I'm so excited to present this world debut of this musical select by the one and only gospel vocalist Kazia Alfred. The name of this new track is Source of My Joy, Source of My Joy by Kazia Alfred. Check it out, everyone. Stay informed. Have one phenomenal work week, and we will hear from you and speak with you this upcoming Tuesday night. Stay informed. Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton Radio offers news, talk, and music. Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton Radio Show is an entity at Paget and Thomas Enterprises, LLC. All content original, copyright 2017. For more information, please visit www.ltaradio.com. You are for me and not against me.